Hi everybody, Charlie here. It's episode 170 of the Cherry Podcast. This week we talked about whether this is the most boring finals matchup ever, plus why it's easy to sell your cards at a card store than online. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Morning, Poker Guys. Morning, Cracker Jack. Uh, let's make a start because today... Where's your list? I didn't bring it. I forgot it. Mine's different. Why? Because mine's actually just answers. It's not oh, topics. Well, that, well, that's lucky that I can remember everything <laughs> because I'm good at it. Um, the first topic for um, for this week is how we how did we end up with this these teams in the finals? Um, Obviously, the Heat managed to get through mm-hmm. over the Celtics. Mm. Did the, were the Celtics up 3 and 0? No, they were down 3 and 0. You need to take better notes. I can't remember. They were down 3 and 0. Yeah. And now we end up with a Heat Nuggets finals, mm. which which you were dreading. Dorval. Yeah. Hobby's dead. For the hobby. Yeah, the hobby. Uh, you know, maybe it's cool that Jokic is probably going to get a championship. Um, Barely had rookie cards. I don't think you had You had kind of, you, you almost had rookie cards. Yeah. Yeah, when was he drafted? I apologise. That's all right. And I think it's just a scam call. Yeah. When was he drafted? Before Luca? Before? 2015. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, barely out of rookie cards. Mm. So it's Jimmy Butler versus Nikola Jokic. And Jimmy Butler didn't sign any rookie cards. Yeah, so this is perhaps the most boring final series ever? Mm. Could be. So I did the I did the research. Did you? I did my homework. And mm. essentially, if you look back through NBA finals... Mm. Um, is it the most boring? It's very... It's very boring. It's very boring. It's very close. Because we were looking at a dream. It was looking like like the possibility was Lakers-Celtics. Yes. Which for collectors is like fantastic. Huge. So many Celtics collectors. So many Lakers collectors. Yes. Would have been, yeah. If, if Cherry could have had a choice, mm. um, we would have chosen that. Now, yeah. the, but if you look back, the, the, the worst one by my accounts is... 2003, right, and it was Spurs and somebody. I think it was Spurs and Nets. <laughs> Spurs and so, yeah. I mean, Spurs in itself was not exciting. It was very boring. Yeah. Serious. Uh, very boring. All respect to Tim Duncan. All respect. Yeah. Um, and followed by the 05 was pretty boring. It was Spurs and somebody? Spurs <laughs> somebody again. Yeah. Um, but Robert Horry played. Which well, yes, that's was, good. I can actually remember I was down the street. I was okay. in the TAB uh, just about 100 metres from here. Yeah. And I was uh, jumping up and down with Robert Horry going absolutely crazy, getting back on defence, hitting big shots. Mm. Fantastic. Um, 07 was pretty boring, but LeBron played, uh, kind of. Mm. And 06 was pretty boring, but Shaq played. Mm. And, um, and anything with Shaq in it, and we, we we know now how much we miss 
uh, someone like Shaq in mm. the NBA. Yeah. So, but uh, thank you for the Spurs for previously bringing us. And now we probably get the next most boring big man who just dominates everybody in Jokic. Yeah. yeah, but he is, well, it's enter- it is entertaining to watch the TikToks of people playing like him. Yes. They're funny. Yeah, they're funny. And how he seems to be able to just jack a shot from anywhere. Mm. And you're like, well, that's definitely not going in. Yeah. And then it just goes, and you're like, what? Yeah, he's legitimately that person in the, in the, in your high school quadrangle. Yeah. Who, who just doesn't deserve to get anywhere near the points that he gets. Yeah. It's, it's, it's doesn't make sense. Mm. Yeah. But that, I mean, that's cool. Obviously, I mean, will we see uh, a slight bump in the values of, of Jokic and Butler? Absolutely. Over this final series? Yeah. Butler. I think Butler in particular. People love Butler. He's cool. Some people, some people do. Yeah, he is cool. There is there is an argument out there. I mean, it's not certainly an argument that I make. There's an argument that he's Michael Jordan's child. People say that. Many people say that. Yeah. I'm Listen, um, I doubt it because we know Michael Jordan's children aren't good at basketball. Not so far. So we would assume. Mm. Well, not so far. You know, there's not any coming through. Well, shout out to Al Pacino. Yes. So there's still time for Jordan. Oh, plenty of time. If we're going by Al Pacino, 89? What the hell? We've written him off. People have written just when he thought he was out. I'd be, if I was his manager, I'd be kind of, I don't know, taking Mm. him down to the beach. Um, So a bump for Jokic cards, a bump for Butler. Yeah, potentially. There's a, uh, I think that, this is uh, just deserves for for Jokic who was robbed of the MVP, um, mm. and I think he's probably this is probably giving him a little bit of the bump that he needed to just go wow. Listen. But I think the Heat win it. I think they would Heat win it really. Pretty, yeah, pretty easily. Well, no, sorry, I'll preface that by saying if Hero comes back, mm. I think that the Bam Adebayo is as good as any centre when he needs to be. Mm-hmm. I think if he can somehow negate Jokic, they've got Murray who can be amazing, injury prone. Porter who is very hit and miss. Gordon very hit and miss. Mm. I think the Heat are going to be more consistent. Hero plays. I think he's as good as the Nuggets' second best player and Butler is as good as anyone. Um, so, yeah, I think I'll take Heat if Hero plays. Okay, there we go. Uh, now, you, last week, I think maybe on Saturday, had one of your... Uh, Breakdowns? No, well, maybe you did. In addition to uh, one of your walk and talks, which people love and watch yeah. and you should do more of, and we always say you should do more of them. But the topic that you were talking about was the riskiness in buying cards... In the current market, especially as as a card store, mm. the and the the advantage, I suppose, uh, and disadvantage of of selling your cards at the card store. If you're mm. if you've got cards that you're trying to sell at the moment, and your mm. argument was, you know, maybe maybe you hold out on eBay mm. and you can get seventy or eighty percent of those last comps yeah. or you can take them into the card store 
and get cash now, but it's not going to be perhaps at that 70 or 80%. Yeah, I think there's a... There's a big response to the video. The clip posted yesterday, another big response. People were, like, agreeing with it. People were interested in it, so... Thank you, Steak and Chips. Um, so the... Uh, that wasn't... By the way, for those uh, who are watching the replay, that, that was a response to uh, someone's comment. That mm. wasn't just a, a review of last night's <laughs> dinner, okay? Um, so... As you know, actually, before that, there was a little bit of lead up to that. Yeah. A break, post breakdown discussion that I had. Um, one, we'd re- been repricing 80 something thousand cards. Yes. Which we'd done really slowly. And, uh, well, it takes a long time. Two or three years before that, I got a DM from Josh Luber who said, you, uh, worse the effect of you're a disgrace. <laughs> and the fact that you don't reprice your cards is, uh, is, is a is a blot on the in the industry. <laughs> you should be ashamed. <laughs> now listen, he was right. Okay, he was right. Yeah, which I knew at the time. Yeah, but I also knew that I wasn't in a position to fix it at the time. Not really. There was a reason for some yeah. of those prices being up there. Yeah, and, and maybe I was in a position to fix it. I just didn't realise it yet. But anyway, mm. we all live and we learn. Mm. Um, I learned when we reprice them. I learned a lot of lessons. I went deep into the inside of myself mm-hmm. and I battled the snakes and the dragons that live in those caves down mm. here somewhere. The man inside me. The man inside me, yeah. Um, been battling that for many years. <laughs> uh, so uh, I had an epiphany and I wanted to talk about it. Mm. Um, and I don't want to bore you, but there is a huge amount of guilt that comes when you are a card shop owner. Mm-hmm. Or even a card shop employee mm. who's instructed to purchase cards over the counter. Mm. Uh, now, uh, there's definitely no river of gold that comes with purchasing cards over the counter. There are occasional collections that you get. Got some amazing pieces in there. Maybe something you didn't pick up on. A number mm. variation you didn't pick up on. Mm. A version of an old card, an early print. There's been examples of that. I've spoken about some, uh, some cards that I've found in collections that have saved me. Yes. But the reality is that it's, it's work. You get the collection in and there's a work to triage it. There's a work to check its uh, condition. There's a work to get it uh, prepared for listing. There's a work to get it listed now to different channels. There's a work to deal with the offers or the sales that come through. There's a work to pick it. There's a work to fulfill it. There's a work to deal with the customer service around that. Mm. There's a work to deal with the relationships of the platforms, which is there's a whole bunch of work that comes around. Yeah. And during this run, the expectation of the customer mm. was, well, I'm, I'm doing you a favor selling it to you for 70 or 80% because you're getting it cheaper than its market value. Mm. But it's just not, it's not the reality. The reality is that it's like, for example, you want to sell me a thousand dollar collection that's worth $1,400 or $1,300 or $1,500 or $2,000. Mm-hmm. You're going to sell it to me for a thousand dollars. It's not a lot different than me going and backing a favorite in the football that weekend with a thousand dollars. Yeah. Which I'm not going to do. No, don't do that. No. <laughs> Another, don't need that addiction. No. So the the question is why would I necessarily do it 
on a hundred Anthony Davis cards? Yeah. Or why would I do it on the hobby's most protected species, Jason Tatum? <laughs> why would I? Why would I? Uh, so, so what is in it for the card shop? Mm-hmm. And uh, we can manufacture products. We can get a heap of people to our website that are search- We can get heaps of signups. We can market to them, remarket to them. There are definitely things in a business that that makes really valuable. But what it doesn't uh, mean is that you can just, as a card shop owner who's going to deal with that guilt mm. when, like last week, you saw the screenshots, just copping heaps of abuse, people want to fight me, mm. people want to strangle mm. me. Today, well, that's that, that's what that screenshot was. Because mm. I'm a four-letter word starting with C. Yeah, and I'm not saying that I'm not. No, what I'm saying is that in that instance, I'm not. Yeah. So there's a uh, when you get offered fifty percent the value of your card. Mm. Uh, understand that that is still like back in a favourite. And mm. your your card might not be a favourite. Um, yeah. So you have there's got to be something around that um, that whole process where customers who start to realise that it's six it's seventy to eighty percent maybe sixty to eighty percent of the last sale if they go through a selling platform like an eBay. Mm. What is the value to them of getting that money today mm. versus getting that money in let's say a week and a half, and, yeah. and that's all I was trying to say. Yeah, okay, so you and in the clip you mentioned, you know, an Anthony Davis as one of those players who have some of that risk around them because of injuries, you know, injury-prone, mm. you don't know what can happen. Post per, it's post-purchase clarity. Okay. Oh, I've got this amazing, this, this person saw this amazing Anthony Davis card. Yeah, yeah. And I've got it, and I'm just going to put it into that box. Mm. And in three weeks' time, it's going to be up for sale mm. on four different channels. And I look up at the TV, and he's just getting rolled off the court. Mm. Rolled got a beautiful the logo, man, of Anthony Davis. Yeah. Rookie, and it's got diamonds on it. And he signed it with his full name. Mm. And he inscribed underneath it. Goat. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so that's the they're, they're, they're the sorts of players. Would you put Tatum in there as well, that sort of risky person? Um, I won't buy his car. <clears throat> no, they're the sort of players that you're talking about who have that risk. What about the players, the athletes, or the things? Maybe it's card game and characters who who aren't a risk. No, there isn't any. There's none? There's no... There, this is what is is the hobby waking up to this? Is the world waking up to this? What about my LeBron rookie card I've got? I'm going to sell you it. No. I need I need ninety percent. There's a massive risk to all of it. This is where this is why these businesses that that sold themselves as an investment mm. related card businesses mm. are struggling. You've heard me talk about this the whole time. Educating a consumer. Don't be a company that educates a consumer. Mm. The Reality is these aren't alternative investments. There's no, there's not the liquidity in cards mm. that is that is available in 
traditional investments. Are they, are they alternative assets? Oh, listen, they are, but in a bad market, they're very bad. Mm. In a good market, maybe they're very good. Like they're, they're not something that, that real investors are going to migrate to in any volume until there's a, a platform and a way for the liquidity to be managed instantly or very close to instantly similar to the with stocks and stuff. So mm. in terms of that risk, no, there's like we see it with Pokemon. Pokemon cards drop more than any cards in that two weeks after release. And, yeah. And then someone goes, oh, I love that Machamp alternate art or it wins at Worlds. Mm. And it's just like... Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that seems to be what happens. Or, you know, the like the the, the not the not Paldea, the set coming after that Ooh, is in flames. Big Charizard set. Mm-hmm. So that's already got people frothing. Huge. Mm. Okay. Well, there you go. There is no riskless person. Athlete. No. And the and if you have that mentality and you collect what you enjoy and passionate about, mm. then you can be extre- and can afford. Mm. Then you can be extremely lucky in this space because there's all these people out there who don't understand it, mm. who aren't putting their money into it. And then in ten years, twenty years time, this stuff is super, super, super short printed. Mm. More people like it. There's ways in which you can trade it much more. You, uh, with with great liquidity, mm. and suddenly you've got a big nest of it. Mm. Maybe maybe that pays off. Mm-hmm. Kernsey, hello, we are well. What was my last topic I had? Did I have that a one? third one? No, you actually didn't. I can't remember. I no. think I had a third one. We want to talk about the new impeccable. Oh, yes, that was just yesterday. Hmm. Impeccable basketball. Some of those, geez, I like the look of those base cards. Every year, impeccable base cards are looking sweet. I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> it's baby flawless. Is it? Yeah. Okay. It's baby flawless. It's... I like it more than flawless. Well, it's not game used. Mm. Yeah, but I mean just the, just the, the look, the look, the base card design with the little, they've often mm. got the little splash of paint behind mm. them. More colour. They're cool. They are pretty cool. It is, it's always, uh, I appreciate it, mm. but I never quite understand why the market drives it. I mean, it's, there's not a lot of it. Mm. Its price goes into silly, into silly, silly city. Silly territory. So quickly. Being, you stop being silly. I don't get, there's no brand that I get more emails from people searching for cases of it. Mm. Than impeccable, whether it's soccer impeccable, basketball mm. impeccable, football impeccable. Is it because there's so little of it? It must be. It's just the because the... I don't know. Yeah, I, I I honestly don't get the steel, the metal cards no. with the the ounces of silver and whatnot. Mm. I don't. There isn't. I don't see a connection to the athlete. Like they're in the wrestling as well, mm. and I'm like a stone cold Troy ounce. I'm like, mm. well, I guess oh, yeah. it, it. Like pays... it, I'd rather be like memorabilia, like a. Shirt or a jersey. It, it pegs Stone Cold, that card, to a certain value. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. It, it basically means that, like, even even if Stone Cold's a write-off, I don't know what the I don't know what the value is of the. Yeah. Once we go, once um, once it turns into like Mad Max world, yeah, we can just pop that out of the yeah. back and melt it down yeah. and retool it. If I was young, when I was a kid, mm. I mean, I don't remember a lot from then. It was a long time ago, but yes, but if if I had a car that had something in it that had like a value, yeah, I would be pretty stoked. Yes, that's true. I probably would too. Yeah, I would be like, oh wow. This is, and I'd be like showing people, yeah. and those people would be going, "That's weird," but good for you. Yeah. <laughs> Grayson can count. Look at mm. that. It looks like my phone doesn't have much battery left. So, what have you got left to talk about? Have you got any big ones yet left? Um, I just a quick, there's a couple of quick hot takes. One is uh, we've already established there's a strong correlation between Jason J- Jason Tatum underperforming mm. and his hobby values going up. So. Will that continue? Has he gone up? No, no. I'm just saying, will that continue? Oh, okay. Because he's never done anything other than underperform. Yep. Do we see a bump in his prices now that he has successfully underperformed, underperformed again? <laughs> Probably. Okay. Yeah. Um, the second thing that I want to take was my hot take is, where's all the mathematicians at, Charlie? What? Why? What do you mean? Where's all what the... What do you mean, Grace? Oh, <laughs> I can't hit my screen because Josh broke it. Ah, uh, this... <laughs> Oh, look at this. Backyard brakes have got 67% of the ah. things and then the things and, and backyard brakes and 0.2%. Where are the mathematicians? Where are they now? At. Mm. You're talking about flawless? Well, then with like. No logo mats. No well, triples. We've got a few. They've done well. No triples? No, but it's, it's statistics. Yeah. And so it's not rigged. Yeah. Statistics. Mm. So just. Piss off with your calculators. Also, make sure you check out the card porn uh, break. It's taken us a long time to put that together. So, <laughs> yeah. Check out the massive card porn break. Mm. Uh, we've got a, a huge athlete. Yeah. Oh, am I giving too much away? No. Yeah. You'll be there. Well, I was, I was invited. Mm. Not on camera, though. Not on camera. In the background I was somewhere. Invited, but mm. I'm not going. It's going to be massive. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's going to be huge. Mm. Mm. And that's all you got for today? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, we'll see you on the... One question, one question. Oh, one question? Yeah, yeah let's do that. Looks like we've got <laughs> Okay. Oh. The question was, uh, steak and chips uh, said so, heat or nuggets, and I'd already said, I think heat. Yes, heat. I like the nuggets, though. I think it'll be funny for Nikola Jokic to have a championship. I right. think it'll just be funny. And then he will, you know, within... Within 24 hours of them winning the championship, he will be photographed on a horse somewhere back back in home. Danny Buzz says, whatever happened to the Spider-Man 16? What's that? Don't know. Is it a card? I've never heard of it. There we go. Thanks, everybody. See you, See you next time. Bye.